Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Hunter Biden, please guilty. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Now, if you watch and listen to me regularly, I predicted this whole thing would come down just the way it has today. But let's go through it. Okay. U.S. Attorney... David Weiss, Delaware, in charge of investigating Hunter Biden. Five years, the man looks into Mr. Biden's financial and other situations. Five years. No case takes that long. Two, this morning, all right, Tuesday, Hunter Biden, through his attorney, pleads guilty to two misdemeanors, and he strikes a deal on a felony charge because he bought a gun using false information. So it is three separate charges. The misdemeanors are failing to file tax returns 2017 and 2018. He had, Hunter Biden, income in excess of $1.5 million dollars in those two years. He didn't pay any taxes, but it's a misdemeanor. Can you believe this? Okay, two counts, all right? He owes the IRS more than 100000 He should owe a lot more than that, but I don't know because the IRS records are private exactly how they came to that conclusion. But again, he's pleading guilty to this. The felony is one count of possession of a firearm by a person who is addicted to a controlled substance. Now, 
his lawyer pled that down, so he gets a diversion agreement, which means if he stays clean, they drop the felony charge. So this is a what they call a sweetheart deal. But it shouldn't be an outrage to anyone who's following the news, particularly the no-spin news, because you know the justice system in this country is corrupt, and it is. The federal level at the Department of Justice is absolutely I think it's the worst since the Grant administration. I'm not going to get into that, but it's so bad in my lifetime. I mean, it's way worse than Watergate, even though Attorney General John Mitchell went to prison for covering up for Nixon. But anyway, let's get back to Hunter. Okay. He'll get probation, not going to jail. Not, he's not going to go anywhere like that. This has already been uh, agreed upon. Um, And there is very little chance that the Justice Department will investigate Hunter Biden further unless forced to. And I'll get to that in a moment. So they just wanted to get this out of the way because this embarrasses President Biden. Now, on May 4th, when there were all kinds of speculation that said Hunter Biden would receive a sweetheart deal. Here's what I said on this broadcast. Go. My gut tells me, and I have a pretty good gut journalistically, it's going to happen because there's so much pressure on the White House that they'll say, these are low-level beefs. Hunter won't go to jail. He'll plead guilty. No doubt in my mind he'll plead guilty. Not going to fight it, not going in with a jury trial in federal court. Won't do it. Okay? And then he'll get a fine, which some friend will pay, and he'll get probation or public service, something like that. That's what I believe will happen. So we're marking this down, and when it happens, we'll play the tape. Presto! Again, May 4th. Okay? That is why you watch me and listen to me on the radio. Okay? But it wasn't hard. I'm not a genius. I just understand the corruption that's taking place. The Biden family, with Hunter Biden in the lead, has derived more than $10 million from shady foreign concerns. The House now is taking over the more serious investigation, which is, did Joe Biden get any of that money? Justice Department's not going to look into that. But if the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees, two of them, come up with evidence, then the Justice Department will be forced to look at it. So right now, there's no law enforcement looking at President Biden. None. It's in Congress. That's where it is. They're hell-bent, by the way. Those Republicans are hell-bent to prove that Joe Biden, as vice president, received millions of dollars through his son, Hunter. Okay? But again, we believe in due process on this program. The White House put out a statement today in response to the Hunter Biden deal, quote, President First Lady, love their son, support him as he continues to rebuild his life. 
we will have no further comment. And that's it. Uh, they're not going to say anything about it. Now, there is outrage uh, in right-wing precincts, Republican precincts, but I said on the Clay and Buck radio program today that this is a good thing that happened today. Because, number one, there is no expectation of honest investigation any longer by the FBI or the Attorney General of the United States. They're not going to do it. They're just not. However, something like this gets into the public arena. So 50 percent, by my estimation, of our fellow countrymen and women have no blanket idea what's happening day to day in this country and don't care. But this will get through. Now, is it going to change any liberal and Democratic votes? No. Just as the Trump prosecutions, not going to change any MAGA votes. It's not. But the specter of corruption grows now. And if anybody had an expectation that anything else would have been done, you're just living in a land of Oz. It doesn't take five years to do this. It takes five months. Five years? Okay, that's the memo. Um, Questions, comments? You can reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. You must put your name and town down. If you want your name protected, I'll do that. But I got to know you're a real person. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies. Hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. So President Biden himself is in California raising money on the taxpayer dime. So he gives a little speech about artificial intelligence. Then he can campaign all day. He wants uh, all he wants and we pay for it. That's the advantage that a incumbent president has when they uh, run for office for re-election. It's, it's a con, but it's true. Now let's go to Donald Trump. So he's on Fox News last night with Brett Baer. Donald Trump's a very hard man to interview. And I've done more interviews with him than any human being on Earth, perhaps with the exception of Sean Hannity. We'd have to add it up. But overall, I think I've done more than anybody. And the key to interviewing Donald Trump is to, before the interview, give him the ground rules. So, um, as I did with President Obama, I told each man, when I put my finger up, because the camera is going to be pointed at you, you're speaking, that means I want to jump in. I don't want to interrupt you. So wrap it. If you don't, I have to interrupt you. I thought that was fair, and it worked pretty much. So the little finger went up, they wrapped it up. President Trump and President Obama can filibuster about your socks for five minutes. They can just run with it, and, and they're not going to answer your question. They're going to say what they want to say. So the interview is very, very difficult. But one thing struck me with the Bear interview, and Brett Bear was respectful. I mean, and the question that I am about to to uh, play you is legitimate. Go. 
Your Vice President Mike Pence is running against you. Yeah. Your Ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton. He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr, uh, says you shouldn't be president again, uh, calls you the consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, your second Defense Secretary is not supporting you, called you irresponsible. This week, you and your White House called your White House Chief of Staff John Kelly, weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. You called your acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney a born loser. You called your first Secretary of State Rex Tillerson dumb as a rock, and your first Defense Secretary James Mattis the world's most overrated general. You called your White House Press Secretary Kayla Kennedy milquetoast, and multiple times you've referred to your Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao as Mitch McConnell's China-loving wife. So. Why did you hire all of them in the first place? Because I hired 10 to 1 that were fantastic. We had a great economy. We had phenomenal people in charge of the economy. Okay, so Donald Trump did not answer the question, and I'll answer it for him. Everything Donald Trump does in politics and in life, everything is a transaction. And if he doesn't like the transaction, Donald Trump, then he lashes out. When he lashes out to people like Bill Barr and uh, John Kelly and the others, they hate him. This is all personal stuff. Doesn't really have a lot to do with what was effective and not effective for the country. Okay? Trump lashes. And the person on the other end of that tendency to hate him, particularly if they're fired. And he fires a lot of people. So that's the answer to the question. And if I were Trump, I'd just answer it that way. So look, it gets personal when I'm disappointed in somebody's performance. They don't like me for that. And that's just why it happens. That's the answer. The question was legit. Um, but as I said with uh, Joe Biden, MAGA people don't care about this. Just like Biden supporters don't care about Hunter Biden. They don't. And MAGA people aren't going to bail out on Trump because other people say bad things about him. Now, last night I was on News Nation, and you know I do that uh, network a couple of times a week now. On Wednesday, I'm with Chris Cuomo. On Monday, I'm with Leland Vitter, a former Fox News correspondent. And unbeknownst to me, last night when I was on with Leland, he gave me a compliment. I was pretty surprised to hear it. Go. I know you're back from a trip, but I just want to tell you, congratulations on the big scoop. Because oftentimes when people report stuff these days, everybody runs with it, but nobody credits the first guy. You were the very first person in the beginning of the week who said Trump's going to be indicted this week. He's going to put something out on social media, played out exactly uh, the way you said. So uh, keep up the great reporting. We always enjoy having well, you on. I appreciate that. And, you know, we have very good... We have very good contacts within yeah. the Trump administration, and I will not report speculation at all, ever. So that's why, again, you're watching and listening to me this evening. And it was nice of Leland to point that out. Okay, in uh, continuing with the Trump situation, uh, the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, uber progressive, has indicted Trump um on the stormy daniels uh, hush money thing which is completely bogus as we've reported now there are two lawsuits against bragg himself and his office 
They've been filed by the Heritage Foundation. And joining us now uh, from Washington, D.C., is Mike Howell, the Director for Oversight Projects at Heritage. So tell me about, you know, succinctly, so even I can understand it, what the lawsuits are. So back in March, right after the indictment of President Trump, which is, you know, unprecedented in our entire history as a country, we submitted through, you know, New York state law information request to Alvin Bragg. We want to know who he was coordinating with in the lead up to these indictments, whether it be the White House, Department of Justice, members of Congress on the Democratic side. Very simple question that we were entitled to ask under freedom of information laws. We also asked in a separate action uh, about the legal representation he received from various white shoe law firms in the course of these proceedings. It's very curious to us that these huge behemoth uh, American you know, white shoe law firms are, are doing a lot of his litigation work when he commands you know, one of the biggest DA offices in the country. So those are the two uh, information requests we made. We were stonewalled and uh, we decided to sue on it. And so late last week, we filed these lawsuits. And we think that since Alvin Bragg is essentially indicting Trump for, or has indicted him, for his record keeping, he said, you know, President Trump didn't keep his business records in proper order, that Alvin Bragg looks like somewhat of a hypocrite here because he can't even turn over basic document requests that we're entitled to under law. And so this is going to play out in the courtroom up in New York. Federal court or state court? State court. It's a freedom of information law, which is a distinct body of law in New York, as opposed to the Federal Freedom of Information Act. So we're in state court in New York. Okay. So... If I read between the lines, and correct me if I'm wrong, you believe that D.A. Bragg coordinated with outside counsel or businesses that hate Trump. I believe that to be the case. Uh, this has played out over and over again, you know, through all the targetings of, of President Trump, where it's not just one entity alone acting in a vacuum. You have interests, whether it's financial or coordinating, uh, whether they're in government or outside government, that are the same players behind a lot of these things. What we do know about Alvin Bragg is that he was a prolific communicator on his personal device. This has been written about in you know a book by someone who used to work in that DA's office, how Bragg just basically lived off his cell phone. And so that's what we want. We want those cell phone records. And it is a basic tenet of freedom of information laws that any government business uh, you know, transacted on any device is in the people's domain and the people have a right to inspect those records. And so what Bragg has basically told us, the Heritage Foundation is, one, he can't keep those records. He doesn't have the systems for it. And two, we don't even think you deserve to get them. It is a basic flaunting of the simplest of laws. Uh, with electronic communications in 2023, these things should have been turned over in a couple days time. The fact that this is drawing out into court in New York is a complete you know, slap in the face to basic transparency. It's also, Bragg, wasting New York resources at a time where the city's just under siege from violent crime and decay. Okay, but um, you know that the press is not going to cover this. They haven't covered it, correct? Absolutely. I think the, the press from the Oversight Project's vantage point is part of the corruption scandal, whether it's what's happening you know, with Biden or Hunter Biden that we just talked about, or a lot of the FBI investigations, we, we know that the regime and the corruption operates through the mainstream media. So we aren't expecting the mainstream media to cover this. Uh, frankly, I think a lot of folks on Capitol Hill or otherwise who are waiting for the breakthrough moment where CNN and others come to their senses, that's not going to happen. No, that's the not moment happen. Of, um, and, and I think that's an There's advantage. one other legal thing that, that hasn't been defined, 
In order to bring this charge against Trump, there has to be an overriding felony. And Bragg will not tell anybody what that is. Remember, he was asked about it. And he goes, I don't have to tell you what the, uh, why we're prosecuting this um, and what effect it had on the people in New York State. He still has not defined that. Is that part of your lawsuit to try to find out what the overarch crime is? Absolutely. I think that is at the center of this coordination aspect. If you're searching for some sort of hook just to be the first one in history to indict uh, you know, former President Trump, I'd imagine that would come up in the conversations, whether it be with the Department of Justice, the White House, uh, political backers, or even members of Congress. Uh, Representative Goldman up, for, up in New York is a prime suspect in this coordination case. And, and to date, neither his office or Bragg's have denied any sort of coordination between them. This could be over in a day if Alvin Bragg just said, no, we did not coordinate at all, and here's the record search to prove it. Instead, they're drawing out this whole entire process, which leads us to believe that such coordination and search for a type of you know, precedent or cause to go after President Trump exists. Okay, you know that the New York courts are probably going to try to stonewall you, right? I, I, we see that in federal court. I expect the same in liberal jurisdictions like New York. But this gets back to the point we raised about mainstream media. We know what we're up against, whether it's the media or the court systems. It's not about breaking through those. It's about demonstrating to the American people that the systems as they're currently you know, played out do not serve the public benefit. So demonstrating that the New York court system and the DA's office is willing to cover up this type of conduct is the road we go down here then that's a case we will make to you know, the American people and others, that basic laws are not being applied evenly to those who occupy high political office, well, whether it be the White House or the DAs. They're exactly. Being, look, as, as I said, and, and first of all, is the Heritage Foundation pro-Trump? Are you guys like supporting Trump? We're a 501c3 uh, organization, so we don't get into the politics of it all, no endorsements or anything like that. We're primarily an educational foundation which means that we go out and sue for public records that are in the educational interest of this country. And I can think of no better case than such a historic and unprecedented indictment that has throttled our entire electoral system by another instance of major interference in an upcoming election. But we do not engage in any sort of politics. We're an okay. educational foundation. Now, uh, you don't use the word, but I certainly do, corruption. I believe that our legal system, justice system in America is corrupt, thoroughly corrupt. And all I have to do is point to the simplest matter, five years to indict Hunter Biden on two tax beefs and a gun beef, five years. I mean, it's I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. Uh, it's absolutely insane. And when you were talking about your monologue, what came to mind for me is that on the very similar charge, actually the exact same charge, lying on a gun form about drug use, the Biden administration uh, just charged uh, Deja Taylor down in Virginia, 18 to 24 months. She was um, a mother whose child obtained access to the gun and she had lied on her gun form about drug use. And so you're looking at two years in prison for an African-American woman in Virginia whereas the son of the president is pleading down to misdemeanor and pretrial diversion. That to me is proof positive of the dual standard. And I absolutely will use the word corrupt. We're seeing this play out with bank accounts and LLCs taking in millions of dollars from foreign adversaries. The corruption is evident. And I think we're living in the most corrupt time in American history right now. I can't disagree with that, although U.S. Grant's administration was pretty damn bad. All right, Mike, please keep us posted on any developments in this lawsuit against Alvin Bragg, and we appreciate your time very much tonight.
Okay. Um, on Saturday, last Saturday, I was at the Titanic Museum in Belfast, Ireland. It's a pretty impressive museum um, because the Titanic was built in Belfast. And two days later, um, a mini submarine carrying five people that went down to show the passengers, each of whom paid $250,000, all right? They took them two miles down to show them the wreck of the Titanic. Well, that mini submarine has disappeared, and it's quite a story. So uh, oxygen is running out for these five people. What I don't understand, because I'm not a tech guy, is they should have some emergency pinging or beaming a, a locator where the Canadian Coast Guard, which is the one that's uh, coordinating here because the uh, mini-sub went down. It's called the Polar Prince uh, off the coast of Newfoundland. St. John's is the capital there. That's where it emanated. So the, it's the Canadian Coast Guard. I'm sure the Americans are assisting here. But um, the people in the sub right now, as I speak, have about, you know, 36 hours of air uh, left, but nobody knows where it is. And uh, it's if they rescue these people, that would be unbelievable. And let's hope they do. What a gruesome way to go. But two miles under the ocean. Wow. So we are on it, and um, there's not much to say about it other than it's scary. Colin Kaepernick, remember him? He was the guy that started the kneeling during the national anthem. I always told you guys that there was more to this than you knew, and then a whole bunch of players uh, decided to kneel, and it was a big controversy. The owners of the teams basically told the team not directly, but through other sources, you better not kneel because it was hurting marketing. It was hurting people buying jerseys and it was hurting their bottom line. So the team owner said, you better stop. And it did. Now, some people don't come out of the locker room for the national anthem. I don't care. But Colin Kaepernick is an interesting guy. From the very beginning, it wasn't about um, protesting uh, this incident where he feels that African-Americans are uh, not treated well. That wasn't what it was about. It was about communism. And now Kaepernick admits it. Okay, so he has linked up with a few communists in a project, and that got out, and he says, quote, black studies and more generally a critical engagement with U.S. history threatens the white supremacist status quo. Any attempt to whitewash the past should actually be understood as a concrete step toward fascism and a desire to build a nation state where power is concentrated in the hands of a self-anointed few. Black liberation simply isn't possible under capitalism. Oh, there you go. Colin Kaepernick throws in with the communists. Social media, a number of teens who are being adversely affected now is getting to be pretty serious, according to a study by the University of Michigan, a very liberal school. So they talk with 50,000 students in 8th, 10th, and 12th grades and ask them uh, about their lives. And uh, 50% of the teenagers say 
that their lives are unhappy because of social media. Now, this doesn't come to a shock as a shock if you're a parent or a grandparent who's involved with your kids because the awfulness of the social media is beyond anything that I experienced as a child. And these kids can access really horrible, terrible stuff. And they're bullied. Uh, and anonymous people say terrible things about them. And the suicide rate is going up fast. So, you know, you got to stay on it. It's not easy. I went through it. But I was tough. Wouldn't let the urchins have the phones after they uh, went into their room to go to sleep. Phone stayed out, charging, couldn't go in. And I basically knew pretty much what, I wasn't spying on them, but I, could, I was watching mood shifts and things like that. Now, social media can be a very positive thing. I use it for research and uh, problem solving, um, and that's positive. There is a website. FamilySearchOneWord.org. It is run by the Mormons out of Utah. It is free. FamilySearch.org. It will track your ancestors down, regardless of culture or re- religious affiliation. You don't have to be a Mormon or anything like that. Family Tree offers a free family template, all right? Chart views, timelines, mapping tools, records um, to find out where you came from and what your ancestors did, and it's all free. So this is a smart life segment, and check it out, because that would be smart if you care about where you came from and what happened to your ancestors, which I do. Okay, once again, that is familysearchoneword.org. So 250000 bucks in salary. How many Americans do you think earned that? Percentage-wise, of every all the workers, two hundred fifty bucks, thousand dollars. How many are that or above? Seven percent. Seven percent of American workers earn more than a quarter of a million dollars a year. Okay, but as my father always said, it's not what you earn; it's what you take home. So, out of the two hundred fifty thousand dollars, Smart Asset, which is another website, did a study. And here are the cities where $250,000 doesn't go very far. New York, if you make $250,000, you take home $82,421. Honolulu, $82,672. San Francisco, $82,776. L.A., $101,635. Long Beach, suburb of L.A., $101,635. Exactly the same. So... You can see that your paycheck is gutted by taxes and fees in New York, Hawaii, and California. Highest, if you earn $250,000 in Memphis, you take home two hundred and three. dollars El Paso, $200,000. Oklahoma City, one ninety-seven. dollars Corpus Christi, Texas, one ninety-six. dollars Lubbock, Texas, one ninety-six. dollars Okay, it's about what you take home, not what you earn. This day in history, June 20th, 1975, a young director named Steven Spielberg first 
big budget movie hit the screen. Roll it. Great movie. Fun facts about Jaws. Adjusted box office, $1,300,000,000 worldwide. Whoa. Now, the movie was supposed to take 55 days to shoot, two months, okay? It ended up 159 days because the mechanical shark called Bruce uh, kept breaking down. (laughs) But boy, when you see it in the movie, it looks pretty darn real, does it not? Anyway, uh, that movie changed worldwide culture to this day, all right, because I'm a big ocean swimmer and an ocean guy. Uh, to this day, there are people who will go in the ocean because of that movie. All right, so here are some shark facts. Last year, 57 unprovoked shark attacks worldwide on human beings. Uh, second lowest number in, since I've been taking that survey, five were fatal. But every shark attack, no matter if it's in Australia, if you guys in Perth, I mean, that's shark central over there. Okay, Perth, Australia on the West Coast. I wouldn't go into water there. Durban, South Africa, East Coast of South Africa, dicey, <laughs> okay? But in the USA, in Florida, that's your problem spot. The bull sharks, not great white. Those are annoying, and they can hurt you. Okay, but the odds of getting bitten by a shark is way more common to get hit by lightning than shark. But anyway, Jaws came out 48 years ago today. Back with the mail and a final thought in a moment. All right, let's go to the mail, Sharon. The president of the United States and the vice president are both making numerous blunders in front of the entire world, while all we can do is cringe. It sickens many of us to watch the madness unfold. We are virtually helpless to do anything about it. That's right. That's right. The presidential election put Joe Biden in the Oval Office. You can do something about it in 24, but that's it. That's the reality of our system. Beverly Herman, Chester, California. I was raised in L.A., been a Dodger fan since the 1950s. Wow. I moved to Northern California but remained a fan. Tonight, my Dodger ball cap went out with the trash. 
Uh, I don't think the L.A. Dodgers are ever going to recover their image. And they're not doing real well in the field, are they? Karma. Lori Reith, Sprague, Washington. Bill, I disagree with your statement that God doesn't want us to judge. This is the most misunderstood verse in the Bible. In fact, I listened to a blog where a Christian denied that Jesus told us not to judge. He would not even eat with people who were openly sinning. Lori, people believe what they want to believe. But what you just wrote to me is not true. Okay? The New Testament, based on Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, makes it quite clear to anyone that Jesus did not want human beings to judge other human beings, that the deity was to do that. As far as associating with sinners, Matthew, one of the 12 apostles, was a tax collector. Jesus stayed in his home drawing the ire, I-R-E, of the Pharisees. And Jesus saved the woman who was going to be stoned to death for adultery. He associated with sinners all day long. That is the truth. I recommend Killing Jesus, Lori. And uh, I hope you read the book. Jerry, concierge member, organized religion is run like a business. And their bottom line is not soul, it's dollars. One of the reasons Martin Luther King broke off from the Catholic Church is because they were selling indulgences. That is true. And then Martin Luther, did I say Martin Luther King? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. King. Martin Luther broke away from the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church is selling indulgences. True. And then he turned around and Martin Luther persecuted Jews. Okay? In a heinous way. Just so you know. Glenda, I disagree with you, O'Reilly, regarding Pride Day at the White House. Having them there normalizes the behavior, telling our society it, we should accept it. Look, we live in a secular country, okay? All Americans are given the right constitutionally to pursue happiness. That's it. And I don't think People should be shunned. John Goyt, Lancaster, California, Bill. Now you know why the IRA takes a no-law stand in the battle to keep the Second Amendment. It's incremental. They keep moving the goalposts. The goalpost cliche, I know what you're saying. And it is true that once you give a little, they'll take a lot. The progressives will. But gun legislation should be done by the individual states with public safety in mind. There's a difference between New York City and Wyoming. Rosemary King, Green Valley, Arizona. Just finished Killing Crazy Horse. Unbelievable amount of history that we were never taught in school. The, it is unsettling that the propaganda machine has depicted the Indians as the sole savages book should be mandatory reading in American history classes. There are atrocities on both sides. And I explain why they happened and who did them. Killing crazy horse. And thank you for writing about that, Rosemary, because that is leads our summer reading program. Okay, we have a summer reading program. We'll give you three books. All right. Crazy horse, killing the killers, killing the legends bundled together. 
for $32.95. And if you buy that, you get a free Team Normal hat to keep the sun off your face, which you need. Stay out of the sun. Believe me, I'm getting stuff carved off me every month. Okay? But the summer reading program from BillOReilly.com, those are fun books to read, and you're going to learn a lot. Okay. And we want the Team Normal uniforms for the summer. They're great. Got the shirts and the hats and the mugs. Yes. Word of the day, do not be mordant. M-O-R-D-A-N-T. Not be mordant. Back with a final thought about patriotism. Are you an American patriot? In a moment. Okay, so here's the final thought. There is a study from Wallet Hub. It's an interesting website. I use it occasionally. And it lists the most patriotic states and the least patriotic states. And here it is. The most patriotic states are Virginia, Montana, Alaska, North Dakota, and Maine. The least patriotic states are Indiana, Florida, Rhode Island, New York, Massachusetts, and Arkansas. Now, this was based upon civic engagement, military enlistments, a, a whole bunch of stuff with Wallet Hub. It's phony. I'm sorry, Wallet Hub. It's phony. Those aren't the best patriotic states or the least patriotic states because it's impossible to measure. So here's what an American patriot is. And you might remember I had gear that said American patriot, and I, I did all that. If you love your, love is a, you know, okay. If you love your country, and what does that mean? That means you believe that the United States of America is noble and you want the best for it. You want the best for America in every way. So if you believe it's noble and you want the best for it, you are a patriot. Now, how do you demonstrate that? You don't have to sign up for the Marines that's not your calling, or you don't have to sign up for the local school board election. What you have to do is be a good, honest person. That's all. If you are a good, honest person, if you try to help other people, Americans or non-Americans, if you contribute to your neighborhoods, to your town, to your apartment complex in a positive way, all right, if you are doing good things, then you're a patriot. That's what it's about. If we all did that, all 335 million of us, this country would be a thousand times stronger than it is now. There wouldn't be any crime or drug addiction or child abuse. Right? So patriots are people who positively contribute to their country. Thank you for watching and listening to The No Spin News. See you tomorrow.